Welcome to Office 365 Distill. A podcast about Office 365 single night. Emerin, episode 29. <laughs> All right. Nice. 29. Yeah. S- still amazed. Still amazed. This it doesn't get old. I'm I'm still enjoying this so much. It is good fun, isn't it? It is. It's a bit late tonight as well. We are running later than normal. True, 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 true. But for good so reason. Long. For good reason. Yes, and the good we reason is looked, we we chose whiskies. We did, yes. Um, and we took a look at uh, some people that we want to make very happy with throwing some money at them. That is true. So, so just to prepare for this podcast, we drank a whiskey. And we sorted did. out our social networking. That's good preparation yeah. for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are going to talk about the whiskey, but I'm fairly sure we won't talk about social networking. We could. So was that inefficient? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Do of we course. care? Well, of course. No, <laughs> we, of course not. Of course not. Not no. at all. No. But we did enjoy choosing a whiskey. We did, yeah. And we did taste one as well. Yes, 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 yes. And thank you so much for the... Proper Lechik that you got me. Thank you so much. Nobody knows this. He doesn't know it yet. He hasn't opened the box, but I've already drank half of the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets home tonight, he's going to open the box oh, and go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm only joking. Oh, you did it. It's, no. it's all in there. <laughs> so, yes, Marin and I had a deal, but I owed him a, a bottle of whiskey and he requested that awesomely brilliant smoky Ladeg. Yes. That chewy smokiness on the back of the throat Mm-mm-mm. for 10-year-old. And whilst I was ordering that one, I kind of fell in love with a 12-year-old. Yeah, you couldn't resist. Oh, you couldn't resist. A 12-year-old Ladeg, but it wasn't actually directly from the Tobermory Distillery. It's from it, uh, Gordon and McPhail. Yeah. Gordon and McPhail. They basically go and buy odd barrels of whiskey that uh, the distillery doesn't want to do anything with. And they, I guess, can you imagine going to a distillery and going, you got I any want spare a, yeah. barrels of whiskey? I want a barrel. Yeah. Do you want it full or half full or empty or no? Just do full. Just just take the barrel. Yeah. It's just like going to an end user. You want a SharePoint site. Okay. What do you want to do with a SharePoint site? Well, I want to put my documents into it. Okay. Well, do you want to do some metadata? Do you want to do some... Yeah. Uh, how do you want to find your documents? I just want to drink it. No, no, no. We're not talking no, about whiskey no, now. No. We're talking about collaboration. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But so I, anyway. I still think it's a good idea. Maybe we should do that as well. Just buy a barrel, leave it for a few years, and if we're still making our Office 365 distilled uh, podcast, then we just we can bottle our own distilled whiskey. I wonder, I mean, I'm, I'd love to know how much this costs. I've had this conversation yeah. with a few people. Mm-hmm. We know that if you wanted to take a, a bourbon barrel empty from America, mm-hmm. it's 3,000 euros for the barrel. Gee. All right, wow. so just for the barrel is 3,000 euros. That, okay. that I do know because I remember reading somewhere yeah. about that. Okay. So then you have to fill it with something, which is probably <laughs> only, to be fair, it'll probably cost you 50 euros to fill it with the water and the wort. And it's uh-huh. not water, of course, it's beer. But, yeah. you know, that, that barley and, and pita, that's probably the cheapest bit. Uh-huh. And then where are you going to store it? Uh, 12 years in my, no in my cell not in my cellar with the storm that we just had that's not a good idea no. so mm-hmm. 
I mean, my yeah. missus complains at me when after two years I had all the cables laying around my home theatre. Can you imagine yeah. a dirty old barrel in the corner and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> but it's gold, it's gold. It's a dirty old barrel. When are you going to move it? So I kind of, I'd like to get hold of a quarter cask. Yes. Because yes. I'd like to fill a quarter cask and kind of own that. Yeah. And then I could put it in the corner of my office here and put a flat piece of wood on it and a cloth over it and just pretend it's not there anymore. It's a table. It's a table. <laughs> it's, it's not whiskey. It's a table. Now, to be honest, when we were uh, at Ignite uh, in 2019, we had our Office 365 distilled event at the bar called The, the whiskey. whiskey. Brilliant. And they did something really cool with the, with the Jack Daniels barrel. They actually uh, put it in the bathroom, and that was to conceal all the the pipeworks. That's so, true. That I'm sure cool, they didn't yeah. pay 3000 for that. Yeah. I'm fairly sure if you buy a barrel that's kind of leaky or damaged, it's next to yeah. nothing. But if you actually have a, a proper rotunda barrel. Although oh, well. when I was in Ireland talking to the, the guys at Kilbegan, um, they were talking about the fact they still have to have a... Oh, refitter now, or Wouldn't something. it have been really cool if I could remember the name of a man that works in barrels and it is called Dreyfier? I don't know. Can't remember people. So there's you go. If uh, anybody gets, they get a mention. If they tweet the the correct name, the correct of name a, for a man okay. that fixes barrels. If I don't remember before the end of this podcast, a barrel fixer. Anyway, okay. But mm-hmm. so the 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 state of the barrels that arrive obviously need to be looked at to make sure that they don't leak yeah. that precious gold and that, the angels yeah. don't get too drunk. Yeah. But how do you do? Oh well. Anyway, we're getting too carried away with this, but. This, no, this is, after all, a technology podcast oh, yeah, with a little true. dram of whiskey. But do you know but... how technically competent you need to be to be able to make a barrel out of wood without gluing them together so that it doesn't Abs- leak? Absolutely. I've got massive respect for those yeah. people. Oh. A man that creates barrels. Anyway, when you get into one of your tirades in a little bit about teams, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> a barrel fixer. Yeah. A barrel fixer. We turned this podcast on because we were in the middle of a conversation, weren't we? We were. Absolutely. I have a question for you as well. Oh, boy. How many okay. administrators does it need to, take the, to change to a light bulb? To screw in a light bulb? Yeah. <laughs> How many administrators yeah. does it take to screw in a Microsoft 365 light bulb? It's a good question. It is. And it is a question that I had uh, a few times already uh, from my from customers. Uh, I've got one customer that said, okay, we're now doing this thing with a PowerShell script and it's got global admin rights. Is that a good idea? <laughs> well, probably not. Uh, it, um, it is now, but one day you might regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm um, laughing. But also I was, wow. I was training in an IT organization uh, today um, about Office 365. They're in the business of doing um, Azure and IT Pro stuff and remote desktop connections and, and virtualization. And they have no real uh, experience with Office 365. So I was there and I was explaining the whole admin center as well. And they were like, okay, so how can I now uh, make somebody an admin? And how do I want to do that? Do I want to make my person from my customer an admin? Or do I need to be the admin because I'm taking care of the customer? All good questions. And the answer is, as always, it depends. So what did you tell them after you said it depends? Well, there's not just one type of admin. You've got 
a long list of different admins. For example, Correct. you need somebody uh, to pay the bills. If you got new people onboarding in your company, somebody needs to be able to add more money so how to many? the table. Have you got any idea of a number? How many how many admins does it take to screw in an Office 365 light bulb? In a company of let's say a company of 200 people. Yes. You probably need two or three. Okay. I would, I according would go according to Microsoft, you need 25% of that. Okay, so <laughs> I just need 0.75% of a... Uh, there there are 43 different admin roles listed. Yeah. And that excludes probably, because I didn't look it in detail, but the protection ones, you know, the compliance ones, because mm -hmm, there's another mm -hmm. five or six yep. there. 43. Oh, wow. Now, okay. obviously, you don't need 43 individual roles. No. But you kind of got to work And you this probably out. also don't have to fill them all. If, you're no. don't, if you don't do anything with voice, for example, you might not need a quality of service, something admin for voice. Fixing barrels. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes, exactly. You don't yes. need the fixing barrels guy. No. I, 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 think it's, I think it's a whole new range of governance around the administration role. Mm -hmm. I think it was damn sight easier 10 years ago. I yeah. think the five... Yeah. Global admin, license admin, user admin, SharePoint admin, SharePoint exchange admin, admin, exchange admin. Yeah. Done. And that was it. Yeah. Which just shows when we talked to Christine Wheeler and uh, Anna Chu, we were talking about the complexities of this on the Christmas party podcast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how wide Office 365 is becoming. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That those yeah. those uh, admin roles are becoming aligned to that width if you like or depth of capacity yeah the other thing is those 43 excluded any azure administrators uh yes exactly so, those you know, as well you're banging yeah. those on top true um yeah. also the other hand uh you've got your help desk people do you want to give them admin rights as well? Well, there a are few weeks ago read only uh, admin rights for those people yes, so that they're able exactly. to, be able to at least but, investigate yeah at least investigate. But I was talking to a to a big company a few weeks ago, giving their help desk team teams training because they're gonna roll out teams. Um, and this is this is a, a massive regulated uh, company. So, do you want to give the help desk read access to the admin page so that at least they can check their assumptions and see? And make them check to see if what they think is wrong is actually wrong or do you want to give them more or less or again um, yeah it just clarifies yes. the fact that there's governance around this true yeah also uh to go on top of that i was while i was driving to you i was actually listening to another podcast you uh, sinner i know uh the gray head beard uh from oh the three, guys you mentioned yeah, it in the three, last three guys yes and um, was it any good the one that copied us yeah yeah, it was it was pretty good, and they. What do you mean it actually, was pretty good? It, it no. It Where's your pretty, allegiance? It's pretty pretty good. It's not it's not like top <laughs> no, guys, quality like I, we. I'm only joking. No. I'm sure it was waterfall. But they uh, were talking about uh, this new thing on GitHub that was just released called the Desired State Environment or something like that. It's some kind of tool that you can say, okay, this is how my environment should look, and that it will give you alerts if anything changes so your uh, environment is no longer compliant to your own desired Clever. state i like that yeah 
Me too. So does that require its own administrator? I am the desired state administrator. No, but that might take away some administrator work. Listen, let's just, just talk about how complicated this is getting, all right? <laughs> so I've got an, a SharePoint administrator that manages SharePoint and Office 365 groups and all the services yeah. around. But is that a SharePoint administrator or should that be an Exchange administrator? Uh, that's definitely a SharePoint administrator. How long have you been at this game? Oh, I've been I've been doing SharePoint for twelve years, but groups so, is no, so no, no, much. Let me finish. No, don't jump in. You talked a lot last time. It's my turn to talk this podcast. So should I should I sit down and be grumpy then for an hour? <laughs> yes, you'd be the sit down and grumpy one. That's true. No. That is true. No, seriously. Um, uh, as a SharePoint administrator. When did you ever admit that there was an exchange administrator in the building? It was never they're over there, never. And we're over here. No, you know exactly. No, but but seriously, so SharePoint, yeah. you know, uh, site collections, sites, Office Three Hundred Five groups, da, da, yeah. da, da. Okay. all permissions, audits. Yeah. What the fuck like does that. the Teams administrator do then? Because all their stuff is actually running off my SharePoint stuff. And that that's the same thing that the exchange admin will say as well. Why? Because it's it's all running on Exchange as well. What is? Teams. Ah, so it needs to be a buy administrator. It needs to go both ways. So should that be like a governance group of people? A governance people? groupie. No, not your, a groupie. Your team's administrator is a, is a groupie administrator. Who has it both ways. That has it both ways. <laughs> wow. But, <laughs> That's but, the title of our episode. <laughs> I think it is, yes. The, the groupie, groupie that, that goes both, both ways. ways. Oh, boy. Nice. No, the reason, where was I going with this? I was, I was actually going with the fact that that means that your Teams admin and your SharePoint admin and your Exchange admin, although we don't ever mention the Exchange admin, no. but those three guys actually have to be coordinated or working to a set Together. of governance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because Whole you also industry. has your you also have your voice and calling thing and your network thing and and all those things together. Well, your network team is I get that the voice calling is a, an industry in its own right. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, how many administrators does it take to screw in <laughs> a Microsoft three six five light bulb? So, I think we're talking about at least four. Exchange, yeah. Teams, probably. And that probably does some of the Windows 10 app stuff. So, and probably does the Office 365 app stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Um, but as you said, you also need an, an, yeah, an, an Azure AD or an AD AD person. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family, five. At least You need five, five kids with a good five. training plan. Yeah. And then you can rule the world. Yeah. Wow. But these are roles. This, this doesn't mean that there are five different people. They could be all in the same... But can they be? Well, is it not going to make your brain explode? Well, that I've was got, what we were saying no, with I've, Christine I've got, and I've got Anna. this one customer where, where they only have like fifty people working there, and there's this. Yeah, there are three IT people that manage everything IT wise. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. So, what we're saying is that it's still about the numbers. The number of people there is direct, directly proportional to the amount of work the administrators do. Yeah, but it's also about what services you want to roll out. Well, let's assume that you do the basics, Exchange, yeah, yeah, SharePoint, yeah. and Teams, yeah. all right, and, yeah. and Office But if you're not in a heavy regulated environment, if you're the, the plumber around the corner that has five people working for him, 
Okay. How much time do you want to spend doing audits and regulating and sensitivity yeah, but labels? But that's all rubbish. It's all rubbish again. I'm being the grumpy old man again. I'm sorry. I do apologize. That's okay. But these people were regulated before technology came along. And a 15-person organization, in, the, in, in all mm. honesty, does their regulation by paper still. Yeah. By manual process. Yeah. And once you get to 2,000 people, then your compliance center is also doing all the reporting that you need to do. Mm. But then again, equally, your voice stuff is so much automated now as well. And uh, your exchange stuff is more and more automated because mm -hmm. you're losing all the stuff you used to do on the servers. Yeah, it's a great question. But we agree that the administration roles now are very much a uh, governed role and yep. an understanding of where you're going and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And change control mm -hmm. gets, gets stronger and stronger. Yeah. So there you go. We didn't come up with the number. What we did, we came up with kind of five yeah, administrators. Five big ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, but I do think that the depth, the depth of Office 365, um, all of the tools associated with it, just makes for a whole bunch of work and a long career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Job forever. Yeah. Jobs for the boys and the girls. Yeah. All right. Cool. Is it time for the whiskey yet? Might be. Because <laughs> I'm looking at that bottle. It's a very, very pretty color. <laughs> okay, we also talked about stuff that's been released today on Teams. Yeah. Well, it's 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 finally getting released on Teams. We talked about this almost a year ago that we were waiting for it. And now it's... It's here. It's, yeah. It's here. Are we excited? Are we excited? It's arrived. It's arrived. Meh. So, are we excited? Meh. Nah. Meh. Is it a case of we've been waiting for it anyway? I, I heard this really uh, funny, funny thing, and and that completely resonated with me. Is the, the thing that I can't be happy, or I can't roll this out until this feature is enabled in my in my tenant. So I'm that. always waiting for that next feature. Otherwise, I can't roll out because I've got this massive issue that this tiny feature will solve and then I can roll it out. But then there's another one and then there's another one and then there's another one. So we are talk talking about the fact that SharePoint libraries have finally come out of the closet and arrived in, in Microsoft Teams. Teams. Yeah. Definitely have a gay theme running around here today, don't I? I'm going to have to uh, work on that one anyway. Libraries have come out of the closet and they've arrived in Teams. Wow, I had to explain that, Moraine. You yes, didn't get where you yes, were coming with that. I didn't. Yeah, no, no. Administrators going both ways. Yeah. Groupies, libraries coming out of the closet. All right, yeah. good. Mm -hmm. okay. So, yes, uh, in Teams, the library now has all those views. It has all the buttons. And basically, it is a proper SharePoint library in an application. Yeah, you can choose your view, you can synchronize, you can... Yeah. Yep, you can do all yeah. the cool stuff. But to, there are no power apps and flow buttons. There are no power apps and flow buttons. I hadn't but actually But you actually that. don't probably... It doesn't make sense to have them in Teams. Teams is just where it just like pops up. And Collaboration you, happens. Yeah, you don't want to do the whole building of the forms and, and creating all business processes, you probably are not going to do that in Teams. Can you kick off the flows from there? Oh, yeah, probably. If you... Oh, well, that's a good question, actually. It's funny enough, 
why we're here. When when you create a new document or you modify a document, then it will definitely kick off. But the question is, can I also manually start one? Don't know. I'm just booting up Teams. We'll have a look at that as it connects in a minute or two. Mm, oh, yeah. At least a minute or two. There you go. Look, I'm connected already. Oh, my God. That went so fast. So we'll uh, we'll go into our distilled That's what she said. library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't me this time, oh, folks. Oh, okay, okay. So here we go, and I have a full library, and mm -hmm. uh, I have that beautiful documents view, and I can now look at it in tiles. Look at that, I have my pretty yep. library, and if I do yep. the drop down here, I can only open it in SharePoint, mm -hmm. I can add mm -hmm. cloud storage, I yep. cannot, as you say. So you don't have a power apps button, you don't have a flow Actually, button. Actually, I might, Does that there. I've got one more thing to test. Mm -hmm. If I select the file first, it then should give me the full menu. Oops. Does it appear then? Mm -hmm. That's the question. It appears not. No. Yet. No. It will probably be oh, another. That's quite neat, though. Look at this. Make this release. a tab. Yes, I heard about that. But then again, you could also do that in the previous one. There, on the when you clicked you on could, the yes. dot dot dot, you, you can, can actually say, make, this make this a tab. So no, it's true. Oh. It's true. But it is cool that they actually made it more front and center to put it on the on I the think, menu. I think the point about it, the the key thing here is the views. Yeah, you can yes, actually filter but, and find your content easily. That's the whole point of doing this, but, of course. But <laughs> but it's me being positive. I, and now you're yes. getting grumpy. So I love the fact that as a SharePoint person, I love the fact that you now have that more integration with Teams. Mm -hmm. But then again, I still have that underlying feeling that I can't really do anything with metadata here in Teams. Because if I create metadata here, it will be metadata for my whole team and not for my just for my channel. So I've got all that document, all those documents for this for my communications channel, and I can't really add communications metadata on there. So maybe I have a roadmap channel with my dates when I'm planning stuff and uh, dates when I'm actually rolling it out, and that now means that all my channels have those metadata fields. Teams is really about finding content, isn't it? It's less It's less about working in a library. Teams is really about presenting it on a day-to-day -day basis yes. and then linking to it in a, a message and saying, hey, here's that document library I sent you. Here's the six quid I owe you. I know, but we already talked a few times about folders versus metadata. Oh, I know, and I have an issue with this at the moment. Yeah. And and I kind of feel like this might be the only way how you can still fix it. Because I agree we can now have views and we can now have uh, metadata appearing in Teams, but I don't feel like it's 100% functional. No, and so it is a bit of an issue. I agree. And I wrote a letter to Jeff. I wrote a letter to Jeff. I said, Dear Jeff, I need your help in stopping my users creating folders in their synced libraries by syncing the metadata columns and the properties on my Windows 10 Explorer. Oh, yeah. Signed, yes. Steve. Yes. He's read it. Well, he probably hasn't read it. His no. secretary's probably just printed it out because I sent it with a stamp on it, <laughs> put a, a, a stamp on it, sent it off to Seattle, 
and it's now on his desk and he'll fix okay. it for me. Okay. All right. Because I, because Jeff Tepper is now also taking over teams. He's Jeff also now, now the boss. Over teams. He's also now the boss of uh, the whole teams. Cool, uh, cool, cool. Yeah. I, it, it is but true. But he's still not the boss of the Windows Explorer app. No. And we need that, meta, that metadata on our Windows Explorer app. Here's the other thing that's going through my head at the moment. This is turning into another little bitty podcast, isn't it? But we're actually talking about libraries and we're Too talking grumpy about old man. people's yeah. ability. Mm-hmm. We're going to rename the podcast <laughs> Too Grumpy Old Man Drinking Whiskey in a Bar. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not being negative here. No. I'm really not. I, I absolutely love this industry. It's still there. Jeff, we love you really. As long as you answer my letter and sort out my problem. Because my problem is that... Uh, I still encourage people not to put folders into their document libraries if I can possibly help it. Mm-hmm. But of course, not having those views synchronized to Windows 10 and not having them synchronized to any libraries that I add to a Teams tab mm-hmm. because I don't get the views there either, only in the Files tab that's out of the box. Yeah. Dear Jeff, please give me the ability to choose my views wherever I view my library. Yeah. That's Every time really I need. add a SharePoint document library, I should because have that same experience. When I don't do that, my users, who I'm basically telling them they can get to their information quickly by mm-hmm. just uh, synchronizing it down to their on-site, and then they can't group their content. Yeah. They, they can't. And, and even if they don't give me the views, you could create a view where the grouped by view becomes the folder view in Windows 10. So if I created a new folder in a folder, it just becomes a metadata tab on the site. Oh, yeah. So there are ways of doing it. So I just need to type here. Okay, dear Jeff, I have the answer to your question. <laughs> if, if you took the name yeah. of the folder... And just give this a go. <laughs> just give it a go. Because we like to fail fast. Yes. All right. And restart until we get to the end solution. Nice and quick. I've just done a blog post about that. Oh, did you? Yep, about okay. uh, about failing fast and about trying to understand the value of stuff. And also my screwed up campaign started. I I, I just love that. I've got so many today. stories I screwed up so many times. Yep, I'm going yeah. to... Uh, I even screwed this more. Oh, no, that's something. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> never mind. No. Okay. Move on, yes. move on. Okay. Yes, so uh, there's a form to fill out. Yeah. So uh, I really want to hear your screwed up stories. So, wh- yeah. you know, where you did something absolutely stupid, but more importantly, what you learned from it and, mm-hmm. you know, what you will not do again. A bit like running this flow underneath the uh, tenant global account. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure there's a story where you regretted that yeah. and uh, that you can Creating metadata with spaces in the name, stuff like yes. that. Yes. So mm. blog post on uh, failure and celebrating failure. Uh, but in this case, Jeff, I really do need a way of telling my users, you don't need to provide a folder there. And I, I sell it in a number of ways. One, look, you know, this synced library, it's not really where you're going to go searching 300 documents to mm-hmm. find the one you want. It's where your most recent and your most modified and that kind of stuff is going to be sitting there. And I try and sell it that way. But I was in a meeting again today and somebody said, yeah, no, no, Elaine. The name has changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) Elaine, she knows SharePoint and she's going to have our top 10 most favored forwarders uh, in the library so that we know where to put our stuff. And I'm sitting there going, "Ah, why? That's Jeff's fault. 
Yep. It's Jeff's fault if they were synchronizing it down to the library with the ability to replicate that view some way. I think mm-hmm. we'd all be in a better position. Yeah, yeah. I've got a customer as well, and they're working on Citrix, and they decided to put their whole file share, all the forty thousand documents, uh, on a uh, sorry, four hundred thousand documents, uh, to move those to a SharePoint library and to just um, work with the sync version, with the OneDrive sync via the Explorer on a Citrix device on a very slow network. That gives you all kinds of issues that you can't even think about. Imagine that they No, <laughs> no, I, exactly. So wow. for example, one of the issues that they have is that the changes don't sync enough, uh, sync fast enough back. So you open up a file you change it, you close it back down, and five minutes later, I'm opening that file. I don't see your changes, but I'm changing it as well and saving it, and then it will say, oh, we've got an issue. It was already saved. So do you want to save new version of that? And now we've got two versions of the document. Wow, just two. <laughs> yeah, but that's where it starts. I know, you got the starts. versions in the wrong yeah, order. yeah. Why is they anybody have using super, Citrix anymore? They have this super important planning document that 10 people need to fill out and that day in, day out, they have to work on it. But Citrix is the problem. But why are they still using Citrix? Citrix is one of the problems because the Citrix is running on Azure and you would think that Azure would be able to talk very fast to the Office 365 environment. So that shouldn't be the problem, you would think. Okay. But I have no idea. I'm not an IT pro. I don't know anything about networks. I don't know anything about Citrix. You just did the SharePoint bit. Uh, no, I didn't. I uh, was just contacted because uh, shit was hitting the fan and they had these issues and then they just came to me like, solve this. And are you going to be able to? Well, what we did was we turned off autosave. Yeah. And that was definitely, A that bonus. is already already uh, first way. And then I suggested that we would take a long, hard look at the number of documents that we want to have appear on our OneDrive because that is also something that takes up uh, quite some uh, networks. You uh, could separate them into separate libraries. That might be the other thing. And then at least people are not synchronizing or connected to the one library. I saw somewhere online that it was uh, a good idea to only uh, sync a library with a few thousand documents. Yeah. That is just a good idea, not 400,000 documents. Oh, cool. So, oh, well, anyway, you, you have a plan. You learned that, yeah. You have a plan with a roadmap. I like that. I like that. But yes, so anyway, there we go, libraries. Yeah. So Teams libraries, uh, just to recap, yes, uh, the, I think it's a good idea that we yeah. can now get to the views. We finally got it, and now we're like, meh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually like it. Yeah, I'm I, sorry, I do. Yeah. I, I, the fact that you can just get to the views that actually say, "Hey, I've got 500 yeah. documents in here." It's not a lot of documents, mm-hmm. but it's, it's an average kind of number. And now I can just click on a view and filter them by something rather yeah. than having to, you know. Um, I know. The and other thing is that Teams tends to be a small format too. So the library itself, it kind of you've still got all this screen space saved with the left-hand navigation and and scaling it inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the window. It's not like it's a browser. Okay. Bottom line is that it's not a permanent um, way of accessing your document libraries. It's a convenient way of accessing your document libraries. True. If you really need to get into big big documents, big document libraries, management, search, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. go to the SharePoint site. 
And that's the other yes. thing I like. Go to SharePoint is is readily available in Teams, so you're kind of really, really good to go. Mm -hmm. You have found it yet, whatever you were looking for? Not yet. So you're trying to look for what what the name of the man that fixes the barrels in the distillery. No, no I'm not. not. Um, actually, uh, somebody uh, said that we actually made a mistake in our previous podcast. Oh, really? Just the one? Just one. <laughs> just one mistake just one in mistake. our previous podcast. I know, I know, I know. And I'm just looking up who it was because I want to give that person proper credits. Okay. Um, and it... Uh, well, he's looking for that. So, um, oh yes, it was Dylan. Uh, it was Dylan Hayes. Ah, yes, uh, he was going. He was being pedantic and uh, oh, what? Out no, no, no. Just a minute. Let's get straight. Dylan being pedantic. Never. He's just pissed off that we still haven't drank his beer yet that he sent <gasps> us. Next podcast. Yes. So he said uh, he, that he just wanted to point out that you can't do the file upload with anonymous uh, forms. So we talked about last time. We talked about uh, MS Forms uh, having that new uh, answer type. Oh yes, instead you were of that, uh, doing the file text and, and dates and choice fields, that you can also do file uploads. Apparently, you can't do that uh, when you have an anonymous form. So the form where you can say, "Okay, anyone in the world can fill in this form." Um, apparently, you can't have uh, file uploads there. That makes sense. It needs to know. Yeah, it needs to know mm -hmm. modified by, created by. There's so much mandatory metadata that it's going to need, I think, architecturally. Yeah, but that kind of defeated our scenario of uh, letting people apply for a job uh, via forms. But you would get them to fill out a name, so why don't you just yes. run a PowerShell script but to create a user based on that name, an external user? So Because then they need to log in. So what I want to have is just a form where I can say, oh, I... I, I saw a, um, this is my name, this is the job that I want to um, um, apply for. Apply for. Um, this so is how many years of experience I've got, this is some short text about me, and here's my resume. That's true. When have you ever gone to a job site when that's all you've had to do to apply for a job? That's what I thought. So you always go to the yeah. website and it says, give me your email address, put in a password, press go which points it creates an account, logs you in, and um, then it says fill out the rest of this form and upload your CV. Yeah, but wouldn't it be awesome if it was just, like, easy? <laughs> I, when I, at, at some point a few years ago, oh, I was looking easy. for new projects. Uh, so I just moved to Amsterdam. I was looking for new projects, and I I can't even remember how many organizations i emailed and i had to create an account and i had to do this and i had to do that and i it's just one time i had to do it and never again do anything else with that account so that's just ridiculous how how many accounts do you think in a lifetime we actually have to register for I nowadays no idea that is that is it's gonna be a silly crazy number i'm guessing 600 Something like that. Uh, because I'm, I'm actually repainting my, uh, my bedroom. And uh, when I was checking out my, the, the, the brushes that I uh, bought, yeah. this, the, the person behind the counter also said, like, do you have a cart from this store? Like, no. Do you want one? No. And he gave me one anyway. 
For doing what with once you got it? I don't know. But probably you go online, you fill out all your data so they can track you even more to see what you're buying. Of course. And then you get a, I don't know, free brush when you buy 10 brushes. I don't know. 10 brushes, maybe. I'm just doing a quick count of how many different accounts I have in my password vault. Because I guess that would give us some idea of a number. Oh, I, I, I really don't want to know. I should actually look up how many times my email address is in, in, a, in databases around the world. That would probably be an be a idiotic number, I guess. So on my password vault... Yeah. For things that I log into, and I use it nearly all the time, uh-huh. I have 275 <laughs> different sites that I log into. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, and that's probably only in the last three or four years, but some of them, of course, I don't use anymore, and some of them are still to come. There's still wow. more. I probably created three new ones this weekend. And you are right. All those now, wow. all those cards yeah. you get, because that seems to be, they're in America all the time. You know, the little plastic ones you stick on the side of your, of your key? If you look at if you turn oh, around yeah, and look yeah, at my yeah, key yeah, ring, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's one there for, yep. and I think I've got another one here, look. So you take the plastic bits. In America, they were really popular about 10 years ago. I, I actually have, a, I have an app for that, where yeah. I can just scan all my cards and just, uh, yeah. When I go to the supermarket, I can just scan the, little app and it gets me my air miles and my stuff yeah well there you go right so anyway to digress again to how many logged in so we talked about how many administrators and the fact that administrators are actually becoming a really big thing and something that really needs to be managed and governed i think governed and imagine doing your baseline governance on this with your administrators. With your, just for your administrators. That would be really, really difficult. So somebody sits there and says, hey, I've got 45 people and they're spread across five teams. And, they do, and then there's an, an, an HR department and a finance department. There's a production and operations and a management team. And in your head now, you're already working out I'm how counting, many sites, counting, libraries, yes. mo- content types, Keep the two, metadata. Divide okay. by five. All right. yeah, mm-hmm. But how many administrators do you need? Exactly. This yeah. is actually really so. Our baseline was five, yeah. But does it matter? Ooh. Does it matter if if I have five or eight? Because it's about the role. It's not a full time thing. It is. It a can be. Thing. It can be a full time job. But it, it is. On the numbers it is again, a role. It? Yes. So, exactly. So if it's seven hundred people across six departments doing parcels and yeah. making compressors. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder who I was thinking of when I said mm. that. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Uh, then you are talking about five full-time roles easily, 700 yeah. email accounts to do, all the different, yeah. you know, managing the updates, changes, blah, blah, blah. Five yeah. is probably minimum. Yeah. But I think is that much more difficult. One that we need to think about, I think. One do you that we want definitely to need have to think a about. adoption administrator? Adoption and administrator. An adoption administrator. No. Somebody who... Administers adoptions? yes exactly I administer exchanges does that mean that you own a dating company I administer exchange I administer SharePoint uh, pencils 
Maybe. No? Okay, word Sharp association points. failing. No. Oh, yeah. Sharp no. point night. That's a good game for a new startup. I need to make a note of that one. Sharp point. Okay. We could do something around people sharing documents, getting to the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was trying to mm -hmm. round up here yes. because this okay. bottle is, is kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of getting there. But just going back to this, so yes, Jeff, we like the views in the libraries, but mm -hmm. can we please have it on all the tabs? Yep. Yes, Jeff, we've talked about it for such a long, long time, but we really need the ability to be able to link synced. I feel just like the the um, spoiled the, um, brat, like we've been saying for a year, we want this, and now Jeff said, okay, here you can have it, and now we're like, we don't want this anymore, we want something else. Jeff, he is a spoiled brat, believe me. Every two mm. weeks, he wants more of the whiskey than he's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. all right cool no that comment. was quite a good one I, yeah. I, I okay. enjoyed that and I think there's a lot more to come yet from the team's libraries and to be fair to Jeff and everybody no, else absolutely. in the crew it's their first release and issue from it and it was trouble they really needed the fluid stuff sorted out and th there's a lot more oh, do we need a there. fluid admin in a few years I think we do somebody had to wipe up the mess yeah those spilt milk the fluid that you spilled yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Oh well, that's a terrible word. It's it's, dad, it's it's dead pun day today, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's dead pun okay. day. Okay. Anyway, let's go and do something strange. Let's go to mix a little bit of an Irish and a little bit of French. Ooh, that's interesting, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. there is a classic Irish whiskey called Green Spot. It's oh, you're talking about whiskey. Really, oh, I was really I was thinking about women, like an Irish woman with a french I mind think before before he finishes off that conversation i'll disturb that conversation <laughs> and yes i'm talking about whiskey okay so uh we we tasted the uh french per le pertuis pertuis yeah and we the did. idea of that is that it was finished in a particular barrel so uh there was a collection of uh, whiskies that i got uh, as samples that were all about the Finishing. finish yeah and I was trying to work out where the Petrus was, the, the Petrois was finished. Uh, and if I don't know. I know it was French. I can't remember. It was a finished. wine cask. It was a wine cask. Yes. So we have another one in a wine cask. This one is an Irish whiskey mm -hmm. in a French wine cask, in a very, uh, a very high end friend, French wine cask. A Bordeaux, a Bordeaux cask. It is, yes. Yeah. From Chateau uh, Leoville. Barton. It's actually a French guy. He went over in 1700s and set up a. So they brought the Irish whiskey. So that's what. So we're there's tasting. there's an uh, an Irish guy in 17 and something. He said, "I'm gonna start a winery in in France. in France." Yep. So that awesome. in 200 years time or in 100 and uh, something, yeah. 20 years, 50 years time, somebody can come along and give me some Irish whiskey in one of my barrels. That is. And awesome. it was. It's called long term planning. That is awesome. Yeah. So I'm just pouring this now. So absolutely, Oops. it has a tremendously dark yellow color. It does. So the would that be from the Bordeaux casks? Yeah. Uh, so what's interesting is it starts off in a bourbon cask. Mm -hmm. It goes into a um, sherry cask, a Rosso, La Rosso sherry cask. Okay. And then it's finished for between one and two years. In a red wine cask, in a vintage. Oh, so it's it's not like three cask. months or six months nope. finish, but it's like a proper long finish. Yes, okay. that's exactly what it is. 
So nice. Um, that's that's what we actually have. Okay. Um, and there was something with the colors as well. Yes, I was just gonna get the description of the color because I thought yeah. the color was uh, was really well described, mm-hmm. and they. I think it's really nice. As a just just from what I can see mm. here, I think it's it's real urine color after a night on the town. Exactly thinking the same thing when I saw it earlier. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm train if I'm giving a training all day, I'm not drinking enough, and if I then go to yeah. the toilet, I've got this color. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a, a really heavy amber color, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it is quite True. nice. It yeah. is nice. I'm going to pick it up now. Do you want to come over here and grab your? Uh... I will do that with Ooh, pleasure. It does, and it smells the depth of color that it looks like too. So we're not talking about caramel addition here. I actually don't know. And uh, we were talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. trying to work out how you find out. But it uh, it's very difficult to kind of find that. Yeah, somebody needs to create a database of that. Uh, chill filtered, so. yes, no, and then. Uh, okay, this yeah. I can guarantee is chill filtered, guaranteed. Because, because I now know why you chill filter. Uh-huh. Aha. Tell me. Hopefully in the next podcast, we'll actually have the man around that told me that fact as well. Okay. So here's, okay. here's the reason. So um, I have an eyelick. You know the eyelick. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. not chilled filtered. Okay. All right. So why? What is the difference between those? Can you remember? Because you've got to pull your memory back. My eyelick is cask strength. Yes. Okay. This is not. Okay. So what have they done to this? They added water. Water. So apparently the reason that you chill filter the whiskey is to remove the oils that go cloudy when you add water. So they reduce the temperature of the filter down to about minus two, minus three, filter the whiskey out of the barrel. It pulls the oils into the filter so that when you add the water to bring it down to the bottle strength so that you pay the right tax on it, it doesn't go cloudy. So, because this whiskey is actually, um, it's got a solid color and you can see through it, means it's uh, chill filtered. Uh, no, because it's, it's, not chill filtered. it's 40%. Yeah. So, it therefore must have had water into it. It therefore must have been chilled filtered. Yes. Otherwise, it would be cloudy. Yeah. So, yes, that's probably the right but argument you it had. it doesn't do anything to the taste. But that's interesting, isn't it? If I gave you a bag of crisps that is low fat, and then I gave you a bag of crisps that is normal, could you tell the difference between the two? Probably, I guess. Absolutely. So that oil that they take out... Yeah, because you take out oils which are probably flavor, flavor, I guess. Yeah. So I think the reason... But maybe you don't like the cast strength as such because you don't like the eyelick, do you? You find it a little dark. No, there was this little taste in the eyelick. Yeah. That was not that was not one of my favorite tastes, and so, I couldn't put the finger on I don't it, what know, it was. Yeah, you said it was a bit medicinal. Yeah. So maybe just check it out when you look for mm-hmm. it, when you try the next cast strength one. Just see whether you get the mm. same yeah, idea. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. but I found that useless piece of information that it's chilled, filtered to okay. uh, let out the oils and away. So you go. what you're saying is that from now on we should just drink cask strength whiskey. Well. I was also, also wasn't sure whether I was being sold a tale to actually buy, make more, buy more cast strength whiskey. Yeah. But it makes sense to me. And maybe yeah. now you think about it because mm-hmm. there is definitely a difference in something with, uh, yeah. with, the, with the, uh, the strength. Anyway, have you tasted it yet? Not yet. No. Did you? No. Okay. 
I'm busy talking tonight for some reason. Mm -hmm. So we've got a very specific smell. So there are definitely some some fruits, some citrus, I, some I, some yeah. sour. I get the fresh uh, green apples, isn't it? Green apples with with um, the sherry. Unfortunately, it's not heavily sherry though. No, it's not. No, but you can you can smell that Bordeaux wine thing. It's what what we also had with the Le Pertuis a few weeks ago. When you were smelling yes. it, you can actually smell that it was coming from. But it also smells Irish. It's you can you can get that that smooth. No, it's, it's got that little bit of Connemara. Yeah. Kind of uh, smell to it. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. I'm gonna taste. So, this. go ahead. What do we have? Pom 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 pom. Ooh. We have a very very nice drink. Okay. It kind of um, it's it's sharp, but not in the normal place. It's it's kind of sharp on the on the tip of your tongue and the back of yeah. the tongue, rather yeah. than on the sides. And oh, that's yeah. for me. That's where oh the caramel's there as well. But it's lemon caramel. That's a very strange. It's like this um, this lemon lemon pie with some. Lemon curd. I was just lemon looking curd, at the, yeah. the tasting. Apples Something like that. With mm -hmm. toffee and lemon curd. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But that aftertaste, that dryness is, is rather cool. It is. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's mm. just and that, that, first, that first kick that you get when you put a little bit in your mouth. You always know it's always the third. I used to say it's the second taste on a whiskey, but I'm starting to learn it's actually the third one when you get a lot more of the flavors coming through. But after the first taste, the apples are stronger on the nose. Yeah. Mm. This is very, very And the nice. second taste actually gives me tingles in, in all other places than uh, in the front of my tongue. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second taste, again, lots of apples, yeah, lots of toffee, and that lemon on the back of the throat again is lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's a brilliant finish. Mm. I don't it's really like the mouthfeel of it, but it is a very nice finish. The sherry comes through as well after a while. After a long time, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well... This is cool. It's good. Yeah. This is cool. Absolutely. We bought we bought the kit of of finishes. We get a we get a kind of triple shot in a little bottle that we can taste. It's uh it's by Mitchell and Sons. So what they do is they actually have a distillery that uh does their distillation for them and they do the rest. So they okay. they bottle it. It's Middle Middleton, yes. So it's the Middleton Distillery in Ireland. Okay. Uh, and then they do the rest. Okay. Um, and basically they they work out where they go in terms of uh, bottles and, and, and stuff like else. that. Okay, okay. There was a really interesting story um, on the Flavia website, that's Smart Ass Corner. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start a series of these. But this Absolutely. this is where that story came around, uh, why you get the, the green spot and the uh, red spot and the yellow spot. So they uh, when they get a barrel and the barrel becomes 10 years old, they put a dash of paint on it. And so they had green paint for 10 years old. 
and blue te- uh, blue spot was for seven years old, mm-hmm. and a yellow spot was twelve, and a red spot was fifteen. Yeah. And the green spot is the only one they still use because that's the one most people drink. So that's their kind of go to. So this is the ten year old. Yeah. It's a ten year old okay. whiskey, which is yeah. why it has the green spot. Yeah. Um, Would that maybe also explain why it has that kick in the in the front of your mouth because it might not be. If if we it's give it a few, a or if we give it a few more years, like five more years, would it smoothen out a lot? Of course, because length of time in the barrel is definitely. Look at yeah. we we tasted the twelve year old Ladeg earlier. Yeah, and yeah, we compared true. that to the ten year old. Oh yeah, and world, it's a world lot of smoother. Yeah. If you want a really strange wine, maybe uh, whiskey wine. Uh, uh, that twelve year old Ladeg, if you can find it, is a real awesome. good mixture yeah. of sweet mm-hmm. and smoky, which yeah. is I find very unusual. A few weeks ago, I also had a 18-year-old Balmore, and that was also like the Balmore, but then mellowed out and yep. and given more complexity, more character, and less of that mouth burn that you get. Uh, that's so. exactly what happens mm-hmm. with time. I mean, yep. Irish whiskies are a bit smoother anyway, but you put leave it in the barrel for a few years, and uh, and it, it certainly turns. Uh, turns into something different yeah. it's very sweet as well sweet with a dry finish that, that uh, yes they, yeah. they say on the it's quite interesting on the taste notes they talk about um uh granola and a dash of white pepper on the finish long finish yes and white dry pepper. with granola yeah. and a white pepper white pepper yeah definitely that is a yeah Definitely a good explanation. Well, in terms of flavors, I think this really is a lovely whiskey. I, I think that lemon um, and the apples at the beginning on that first taste, the apple kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. That toffee and the lemon curd, which is my favorite dessert. Oh, um, yes. And then Absolutely. that dryness, which comes from that granola, you know, that yeah. kind of yeah, imagine yeah. that. Uh, and then that white pepper. But the white pepper you really have to think about because but it is there and it's still there now. Yeah. That was now, now that you mention it, then I know. That's like, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? If we hadn't read yes. the f- tasting notes, what would we have tasted? We talk about this all the time. Yeah. And actually I don't care. I think it's quite fun trying to to see if we you know, come up with the it. same stuff. Yeah. Whenever I see ginger though, I never ever get the ginger. And I love ginger. I put it into a lot of my oh, stir yeah. fries mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. refresh ginger in, yep. in everywhere. And I love ginger uh, uh, the marmalade with ginger in it and stuff um, but uh, no it's interesting one flavour I don't get mm-hmm. but that's nice alright okay. so um, we have talked about teams and the new libraries the new modern libraries in teams yep. we are generally happy with it I am definitely happy yep. with it yep. Yep. I would like to I can't wait because I believe it will come to normal tabs mm-hmm. uh, for Hey, I've got these six other libraries on the site I would like to make available to people. Yeah. And so we talked about that and uh, we talked about Dear Jeff. Administrators. Right. Administrators, yes. Mm-hmm. 43 administrator roles and uh, it's kind of a lot. But a big organization, 10,000 people, they're going to use those in different oh, yeah. places. Ab- no, so absolutely. Yeah, I do yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. And of course, the other thing is that if people didn't actually ask for them, Microsoft wouldn't have built them. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. True, uh, true, but that's true. cool. And then we finished with this Mitchell and Son uh, Green Spot whiskey in a Chateau Red uh, Bordeaux Bordeaux yeah. barrel, which was a great ending. I thought it is absolutely brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. All right, cool. Thank you very, very much. Another very, very enjoyable evening. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so um, much. What do you got travel-wise? You're off to Scotland. <laughs> in a few weeks, You're off I to am. Scotland in yes. a few weeks. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I'll be there with uh, with lots of people, but also with uh, Visa Nopanen, who is also a whiskey lover, and I might be tempted to drink a few with him, but also maybe try to, I don't know, talk with him a little bit and maybe do a little podcast or whatever. Oh, that'd we'll, be cool. We'll see. That'd be cool. Could drop um, that in. So yeah. I'm at uh, Brenham for the SharePoint Saturday. You are? I am. Nice. So nice. Uh, I cool. actually got somebody to eventually say, yes, why don't you come? And I'm going to be doing my uh, screwed up. So again, okay. I want to reiterate that. If you want everybody else to know about your screw ups, anonymously, of course. Okay. All right? So tell us what you did and what oh, you learned yeah. from it. And uh, we'll make sure that the link is in there. If you search um, Twitter, screwed up c r s c r w d u p screwed up hashtag screwed up then uh, you should find that and i'll make sure that that gets placed on twitter uh, or on the the office 365 distilled facebook page and there you can also make comments about this podcast so uh, we'll uh, make sure that's available and done and if you haven't already please follow us on spotify or itunes just we're there mark that yeah. Number three, I think, on the top of the list, if you search for Office 365. We're pretty high up in the list, yeah, absolutely. But that is one of the things that I want to improve this year is to have more followers on, on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, okay, cool. So, so if Marina, you like us, uh, yeah, why not? Morena's got some targets. Yes. I agree with them. I think they're cool. And um, listen, if you can find this whiskey and uh, taste it, really, really, really look forward to it because it is very nice. That was Good. a nice touch. Good I don't stuff. think... Uh, we always said on the podcast that we try and drink a whiskey that people can't easily get hold of. Yeah. And I think this is a great example yeah. uh, of the green spot being normal. But if you can find probably one of only two or 3,000 bottles mm-hmm. that uh, have done with the red barrel, with the uh, uh, the yeah. Bordeaux barrel, then that'd be great. So yeah. anyway, I think Next I've time it's enough. mine, and I've got already two whiskeys lying at home. We're going to do two bring? whiskeys next time, are we? Yes. <laughs> I um, want to bring those two uh, together uh, with you here. And yeah, I just want to have your opinion on it. All right. So keep, what about yeah. a blind tasting? Don't tell me. No, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's it's far of the books, far of the known whiskey world. Nice. All right. Yeah. We'll look forward to that. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed our musings on teams and libraries and on uh, the admin side. I think there's uh, more to talk about on that one. Mm-hmm. as we move forward so that'll be good um so yeah so it's a goodbye from him and goodbye from you good night folks ciao